Okay, let's go ahead and recap. We talked about, or we're talking about, uh, the uh, Holy Spirit and, and his essential part in the believer's life. Um, right now, those who are not saved, they don't have the supernatural ability that we have. Um, the world can't love without God. The world can't be at joy without God. The world can't have peace without God. The world can't have enlightenment without God. People pay a lot of money to have what the Holy Spirit wants to give, that he gives to us freely. And so oftentimes we take for granted what has been granted. And we don't really spend time with him because we don't see him as valuable. What is the most valuable thing that you have in your possessions? And not right now, but in just in your life. This ring. This ring. And why is it valuable to you? Because it costs a lot of money. Costs a lot of money. Okay. What else? Anybody else? What's, what else is valuable? Your parents. And why is your parents valuable to you? Because they sell in day in and day out. Yeah. Make sure that you are the right person. That's right. Oh, that's yellow. So all of us have something in our lives that are valuable. But the most valuable asset that you have is the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to talk briefly about the difference between an asset and a liability. Who knows the difference? Yes. Uh, liability is something that's holding you back. Holding you back. Uh, negative. Uh, pain. A liability lies about its abilities. It lies about its abilities. Now, what do I mean? It says, oh, I can sustain his mind about his ability. A liability is what it takes from you. So a guy comes to you, one date you, and he's not mature enough yet, he's a liability. He's lying about his ability to be your boyfriend. A girl comes to you, she wants to talk to you, and she's not where she needs to be for you, then she's lying about her abilities, making her a liability. All right? An asset is what? Something that you can rely on. Say it again. Helps you. And what you say? Something that you can rely on. Something you can rely on. So... A lot of the things that we deem as valuable or we engage in, those things are actually liabilities. The Holy Spirit is the greatest asset, right? The thing about assets is, is that it produces for you. It profits for you. And so all of the attributes of the Holy Spirit, all of the good things that comes with the Holy Spirit are assets to aid you in life. And so when we understand that the Holy Spirit is an asset, you depend on it. What is one thing that we do every day that we take for granted? Wake up and breathing. Walking. You won't know the value of breathing until you can't breathe. You won't know the value of waking up until you're struggling to wake up. See, all of us wake up, but none of us woke ourselves up. Big difference. We were woken up. Oh, wait, hold on. We were, excuse me, because we were waking We was waking up, right? So when we understand that oftentimes we, when it comes to little things, we make insignificant things significant and make significant things insignificant based upon our, our perspective of value. For instance, if I told you, let me see, can I see this water bottle? If I told you that this water bottle was worth $2 million, would you believe it? Nope. No. But what if it was? So what we're saying is that it's our perceived value. So right now, oh, I got, I got it. I got something I can share. If I, where's the mark? <laughs> if I draw this right here, do you know there's artists 
people can draw a line like that and charge a million dollars plus. Wow. Right? But you will look at that and be like, it's just a line. Picasso, I think it was Picasso who did this. Some famous artist said this. He was at a restaurant and his waiter or waitress saw that it was Picasso, whoever the artist was, Basquiat, whoever it was. And he was like, man, can you draw on this napkin for me? He said, sure, I'll draw on this napkin. He drew on a napkin. He said, this would be, let's pick a number, $500,000. The waiter was like, $500,000, he's drawing a napkin. He says, you're paying for my experience. He says, you're not just paying for what I drew now. You're paying from the perceived value of what I'm doing. And when you understand that you're valuable, but ultimately your value is based upon the Holy Spirit in you, then you will take him seriously. You'll spend time with him because you'll be like, you know what, man? Yo, you're, you're the most valuable asset in life. So that's a good way to start quick intro. So we're going to briefly go through. We talked about being full of the Holy Spirit means that right now we have him in his fullness. We don't need 30 more percent of the Holy Spirit. We have the fullness and that's powerful. Nobody wants a video game and download a video game that you paid money for and only get 20 percent of the game. Or how many of us go to a restaurant and we order, give me something that y'all order at a, at a night, at, chicken, at, chicken nuggets and chicken and waffles, right? The waitress come out, you don't pay the full price of chicken and waffles, but they only brought the chicken, no waffle. The waffle, no chicken. That's a ripoff. So when we understand that with the Holy Spirit, we have everything. The fullness of the Godhead is in him. I think as kids and as believers, we oftentimes don't see the value of that. Like we have... Imagine, you know, they're trying to do this right now with Elon Musk and then they're trying to get this thing called Neuralink. Y'all heard about that? Yeah. Where they put it in your brain so that you'll have the internet in your brain. Y'all never heard about Neuralink? No. Yeah. So they put this thing in your brain or connect to your brain and it's basically the internet in your head. So basically you can say, uh, you can speak a language like, uh, you know, so basically it's that quick, right? Um, and so, it, when you have that thing in your brain, it sounds crazy, right? It's revelation revealing itself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the mark in your head and the mark in your hand. Who's been to Whole Foods? And if you put your palm over the thing, they've now got a palm reader um, for you to pay with your palm, which the next step is after that. It's putting a chip in your palm. So right now, we're being circled with what, with, with what revelations have said is going to happen. So we're not too far off from them making a the choice. Like right now, they're talking about how um, they want to change the currency from dollar to digital. Why is that dangerous? Why is that scary? Because, yeah. because if they get rid of cash, you won't be able to buy or sell anything. So, for instance, if I have cash, <clears throat> what I can do now is you can cut my bank account off, but I got 20000 in the in the mattress. You know, the hood, you know, 20000 in the mattress, 20000 somewhere in the house. But if cash is no longer needed, they can push a button and erase all your money. If you don't abide by the system, they can erase all your money. Right now, why do you think it's uh, dangerous that we're going to have all electric cars? What makes that dangerous? They can so now if there's no gas stations, if I got to get somewhere, I have to be, I have to trust something that, that, that can be controlled. <clears throat> so that's why it's important to understand the value in our desperate need of the Holy Spirit because he'll be the one that guides us through. So we see 
excuse me, with the Holy Spirit, we have the full access or everything that's in God is in us. That's crazy. Imagine you had spider senses, you know, you were spider woman or spider man, or you had the uh, the supernatural power to become invisible. Give me some power that y'all would wish y'all had. Teleportation. Teleportation, why? Because I can be anywhere I want to be. Be anywhere where you want to be. Anyone else? Read it on. Man, girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, read it, <laughs> <laughs> Invisibility, why? I was going to ask you why, but you scared me. So I can do things. Do things, gotcha. But imagine if you... <laughs> everybody get it. So imagine if you had the teleporting ability, the mind reading ability, and the invisibility, but you never used it. Imagine you know that you have it, and it was a time to be invisible, and you was like, "No, I ain't gonna be invisible. I, ain't gonna be invisible. I probably should be invisible, but I'm not gonna be invisible." Oh, this guy trying to talk to you. You think you're playing games? I probably should read his mind, but I'm not gonna read his mind. I'm just gonna play the games with him, right? Teleport. He's like, "Man, I'm about to get snatched up, and I should teleport, but now they're wrapping me in a bag, and now I'm halfway to Asia right now, right?" <laughs> Imagine having the ability. And when it's time to use the ability, you don't use the ability. And the Holy Spirit's like, fam, like, tap in. Like, tag me in. Who, who watch? You watch wrestling? Wrestling? You know, they'll be <laughs> wrestling. I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid. And their hands would be reaching for their, and, and, and as the guy's pulling them back, and then he's like this. Then he taps the guy in, the guy comes in, and then, the, you know. What, WWE? Yeah, WWE. WWF back in my day, right? So imagine you in a situation where life is holding you back and the Holy Spirit's like, yo, tap me in, bro. Like, 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 I have all the power. And so that's the important understanding. We have the fullness of, the, of God in us. But the issue is not having him at, a, at his full. It's him. It's us not allowing him to fill us. Now, we talked about. Oh, I was going to talk about this now. So what are some areas? I think we did we do this yesterday. That we don't allow him to feel. Did we talk about that yesterday? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's keep going. So there are certain areas in your life, and you can even write that in your personal soap book, the areas in your life that you have yet to allow him to feel. That's something that I need you to reflect on. And I want you to think of why. It's not a homework assignment. It's just a reflection assignment. Just say, okay, here's areas in my life that I'm like, I don't want the Holy Spirit access to these habits. Uh, <clears throat> I got this door locked off to the Holy Spirit because I still want to sin like this. And then I want you to think about the consequences of not letting him fill that area. <clears throat> no, no, no. Well, you can do it now, even while I'm talking. Or you can do it later. It's just, I just want you to put the prompt in there so you can, maybe you can do it later. Or if you can do it now. And think about the consequence. If I don't allow the Holy Spirit to feel that abandonment, that rejection, that, that insecurity. Like, imagine, like, when I was in Charles Gray, man... I got big head jokes all the time. It was like Mr. Not Mr. Esme. That was like Josh. You're a teenage mutant turtle who, could, who can't put his head back in the shed. You know turtles put the see, see, look at don't look at my head. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Esme, your head too big. So all those jokes, and I used to be so insecure <clears throat> that I used to try to you know everybody got that perfect angle. I'm like, if I turn this way, it might not look as you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then when I was in situations where I heard the snickering. I couldn't be who I needed to be. But now, the Holy Spirit felt that insecurity. It doesn't even affect me anymore. 
So what areas in your life that you like, man, I need him to fill this area, but I'm not allowing him to fill this area. And man, what are the consequences if I don't? What would happen to your children? Listen, that's why I said um, <clears throat> when I had my daughter, I said this. I do not want my daughter to have to heal because of me. I don't want to recycle no habits where now my daughter has to go 15, 16 years healing because I was her parent. How many people, you want to raise your hand, how many people in this room right now is like, I, I, the, the most wounds that I've received has been from my parents. And so now you got to say, okay, I don't want these habits to happen through me and now my kids have to heal from me. So you got to say, Holy Spirit, fill this area of abandonment. Dad wasn't there. Mom is focused on how many guys she got coming through the house. Like, or my mom and dad are wealthy, they're successful, but they don't have time for me. Feel that insecurity, feel that abandonment, God, or that rejection. Because if not, whatever you, whoever rejected you, that's what you will project from you. And now all of a sudden, you're not, you can't even be your true self, but it's because you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to fill you to capacity. Now, I just don't want to be filled. I want him to be spilled. Now, what does that mean? Overflowing. Overflowing. Why do I want the Holy Spirit to overflow through me? With love. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, you're fine. fine. Play that tomorrow. <laughs> so, why do I want the Holy Spirit to be spilled? I just don't want to be filled. I want him to be spilled. That's good. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna come Like, if he's like overflowing, then he's falling off of you and onto other people. Onto other people. That's right. Yes, sir. Just say, how are you? It's gonna trickle down to other people. It's gonna trickle down to others. So, for instance, if this message, that's why I say there's a lot of anorexic preachers. Like, they focus on feeding, but they don't feed themselves. The goal for me is for you guys to get the overflow. My YouTube channel get the overflow. Those listen to me on the podcast get the overflow. Like, I don't want to be pouring from empty, right? Imagine you going to your mama. You thirsty. Mama, don't, what's, a meal, what's a meal of the beverage that y'all put together? Uh, tea. tea. So what meal? So you have a meal. Spaghetti. What type of beverage you have? Spaghetti. What you usually drink with your spaghetti? Lemonade. Fruit punch. Fruit punch, lemonade. Uh, Kool-Aid. Pineapple juice. Girl, so imagine, oh no 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 no. Okay, what what's the what's a what's something that makes you thirsty after eating? Uh, so turkey, goldfish, turkey, or tacos, or tacos. So imagine you having some spice, a spicy chip, <laughs> and you go to your mom, mom, it's spicy. I, 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 I need something to drink, and she pour you a little. What they gonna do? How many people coming to you? Hey, man, give me the hope that's in you. Do you have any hope for me? No. Uh. <laughs> that's what you're saying. No, she doesn't. Right? But all you can pour is a little drop. That ain't going to quench nobody's thirst. But if the Holy Spirit is spilling from you, then when people are thirsty, they're going to come to you because you got hope. And so also when, he's, when we're full of the Spirit, and will allow him to fill us to the, to, the, to the overflow, fill us to the spill, then people can eat from the fruit of our lives. Let's keep going. So I think we got this page. It says, then in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11, we see 
the characteristics of, of omniscience and the Holy Spirit. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit. We read this yesterday, didn't we? Uh-huh. Okay. Anybody want to read? Go ahead, Brianna. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. We can know that the Holy Spirit is indeed a divine person because he possesses a mind, emotions, and a will. The Holy Spirit thinks and knows, 1 Corinthians 2, 10. The Holy Spirit can be grieved, Ephesians 4, 30. The Spirit intercedes for us, Romans 8, 26-27. He makes decisions according to his will, 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. The Holy Spirit is God, the third person of the Trinity. As God, the Holy Spirit can truly function as the comforter and counselor that Jesus promised he would be. John 14, 8, 16. Oh! Okay, good, good, good. Can someone read? I'm going to give these scriptures out to some people. Can someone read 1 Corinthians 2.10? Who can find that for me? Um, I think I know where I can find that. <laughs> you going to look it up, sir? Mm-hmm. Do you know your Bible was first? No. From last year? Bible? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it's up there. I, I didn't know if you bought a new one. So I was like, oh, you're old out there. Who's got 1 Corinthians 2.10 for me? Who's going to read that? I, I will find it. Appreciate you. Can someone read Ephesians 4.30 for me? Who got that for me? Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, Romans 8, 26 through 27. Who got I that got one? It. All right. First Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Okay. You got it, Brandon. Thank you. And, uh, we'll read, I'll, we'll read the other one next time. Uh, who got First Corinthians 2, 10? Me. Uh, what did it say? It says, <clears throat> but God has demonstrated his own love toward us So we see that it says the Holy Spirit thinks and knows. And we talked about that last last session, last class. He thinks he knows and knows. He don't think he knows. (laughs) He thinks and knows. I'm sorry. That's important. Discernment is key. That no matter who's in front of you, the Holy Spirit knows everything. Do you know, like he knows three years down in a friendship? See, when we experience a friend... Who's had friends where y'all was friends for like two to three years and they just fell off? Yeah, we've all been there, right? Do you know the Holy Spirit knew that if we would have said, said, okay, Holy Spirit, is this friendship even worth investing in? But we don't even ask the Holy Spirit if this is a good friend. What do we do? You already highlighted? So that, look at God, God, that's your first name. So we see that if we take the time to say, Holy Spirit, is this person a good friend? Because what are some negative effects of a broken friendship or friendship that broke apart? What are some bad things that can happen to a person? Emotionally, mentally, etc. Yes? They don't feel accepted. They don't feel accepted anymore? They don't want to make new friends because they come like... They don't want to make new friends because of it? Their last friendship. That's their last friendship? Uh, no, like what she said, they don't want to make new friends because of their last friendship. Because of your last one, right? But all of that could have been avoided. What are some heartbreaks that occurs from a relationship that that broken up? 
Ooh, see, now we got you. Somebody testify. Okay, all right. What are some negative wounds that can occur from a breakup that could have been prevented? Yes. Communication. I was about to say that. Okay. Communication. I'll say your actions. Your actions. Now, all of a sudden, now you're acting. You can't even act in your next because you're still replaying the actions of your ex, you know, right? You, yourself. you say what? The way they carry themselves. All of that could have been avoided if we would have said, okay, Holy Spirit, is this the right person? Or, Holy Spirit, am I the right person? Because I'm about to be the one that's hurting them. <laughs> right? So he knows. And the thing about God, oftentimes, we get offended with God because God knows, but we want God to show. Like, God, just, just, just let me have what I want. But God's like, fam, like, in three years, this thing's going to destroy you. Do you know... Most relationships, the wound of the relationship lasts longer than the actual relationship. Yeah. That the wound from a friendship lasts longer than the actual time from a friendship. And so now God is saying, I'm trying to get you to avoid the five, six years of you recovering. Because how can you be effective for God if you're recovering from something unnecessary? All right, who has Ephesians 4.30 for me? Go ahead, swear. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. What does that mean? Like, it can hurt. Someone look up the definition of grieved. Well, never mind. That might, that might, that might give you like some. Yeah, you got it? What you think? Uh, well, I think the definition of grieved is like grieved or grieved? Grieved. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you're still like healing over something that hurts you, kind of. Oh, that, okay, that's grieving. So, I see, I see what you're doing. That's why I was like. Can someone look up grieve, like grieving the Holy Spirit definition? Oh, like you're making the Holy Spirit upset. Like growing in the Holy Spirit? Grieving means this. So if I grieve him, it's like, for instance, fellas, y'all playing the basketball team. And that ball swings around and gets to that one guy that you know is not gonna pass the ball. You know he ain't gonna he's gonna go for it's gonna grieve. You're gonna be like, man, fan, oh, here he goes. You know what I'm saying? That's Levi. So the ball gets to leave. Well, I can put his name out there, but uh, I'm recording this. But the ball gets to a particular player that was mentioned, right? You know for a fact you're just a, a spectator, right? I'm not saying him. I'm just saying anyone, right? That's grieving. The Holy Spirit's like, yo, we can go get this. Yo, we can make this happen, and they and you just go left. And he's like, oh, here she go. She go back to him again, bro. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or he's going back to her, or like, like, and the Holy Spirit's like, man, come on, man, like, really? Now I gotta sit here in this dusty, dungy apartment of your soul, watching you add more mess to the apartment. Who has Romans eight twenty six through twenty seven? Go ahead, girl, read that for me. Romans eight twenty six through twenty seven says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself make intersections for us with groanings but cannot be uttered, and that he and he that search the hearts know what is know what is the mind of the spirit, 
because he makes intersections of the saints according to the will of God. That's powerful. Not only do we <laughs> grieve him sometimes, but he said, man, even though she's going left, let me, let me let headquarters know <laughs> we're going to make it right. right? Last but not least, because we only got like five minutes left. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Who has that one? Brianna, you have that one? Go ahead, swear. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to, the, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing and to each one individually as he wills. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit decides. <clears throat> so if the Holy Spirit is in, is in everyone in this room, he decides who have certain gifts. So I can't be envious of Ariana if she's gifted in a particular area that I'm not. Because we can complement each other. Let's work together. So I have to trust the Holy Spirit decides. decides. And so if he gives you a gift, he decided that gift. If he says wait for two years, he decided that because there's a benefit <clears throat> to his decisions. Um, let's see where we at. So the Holy Spirit is God. Uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit means to give him full access to every area of your heart, every single area he wants occupancy. Now, when you get your own house, that mansion, by the, by the, well, I'm going to say by the river. That's, that's a worship song. By the, not, not by the river. By the beach. <laughs> on the riverside. But by the beach. Nobody in wants the me. In the mountains. In Tennessee. Tennessee. Now, you purchased this house, right, Ayanna? House in Tennessee on the mountain. You purchased it. Are you going to limit yourself to what rooms you're going to? No. Why? That's my house. That's your house. So imagine you'd be like, oh, I can't go in the kitchen. Fam, you purchased the house. Yeah, your people come over. Why you ain't? Where's the food? Oh, I can't go in my kitchen because I don't have access to the kitchen. Girl, it's your house. Oh, 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 Ayana, can you grab me something out of your bathroom that I can use? Oh, I can't go in that room. That's they're gonna look at you crazy. How are you gonna own a house but not have access to the whole house? The same with the Holy Spirit. He purchased us <laughs> by the blood of Jesus. We were purchased. And he's like, yo, you're not going to let me access to my house? Being filled with the Holy Spirit means to give him full access to every area of my heart. So God, clean me, oh God. Search every heart of me. Part of me, right? Search all aspects of my heart. Show me what's wicked in me. Let's keep going. There are many areas in our hearts and lives that are hindering us from being filled and developing fruit. God wants you to develop fruit now. But you know about the, the uh, vine? What is, that, what is that story telling us about the true vine? Jesus says, I'm the true vine. He says, my father's the vine dresser. Anyone who, anyone, uh, man, what's the verse called? Anyone who is in me will bear much fruit, whatever, something like that. But what it's saying is, is that, have you ever seen a tree where not all branches are bearing the same amount of fruit? Yeah. Do you know your life has branches? Right now, you on your school branch. When you're at home, that's your home branch. When you're, when you're in your business or your giftings or talents or sport, that's your branch. 
you got to examine every branch on your tree and ask yourself, am I bearing fruit there? And wherever area you're not bearing fruit means that there's an issue with the vine. Do you know the, what's more important, the vine or the branch? <clears throat> Why is the vine more important than the branch? Because it gives life. It's the source. It's the source. It gives life. What's more important, the fruit or the branch? Why is the branch more important than the fruit? Because if it's not connected to the source, it can't bear fruit. Now you see where I'm going. It's vine, branch, then fruit. Some people view their fruit more important than the branch. Now, why is that a problem? Because it's a source. Because it's not connected, it can't grow. Think about it like this. If I got a five-pound, if I have 20 pounds of fruit... But I, my branch can only hold two pounds. What's going to happen to the branch? It's going to break. So I have to build myself up as a branch before I bear the fruit. But the only thing that ensures that everything is strength, strong and fruitful is the vine. So I have to find the divine and allow him to be divine so I can be strong enough as a branch and hold the fruit. So. You got to examine your life from fruit, branch, and vine. Last but not least, right now you could be full of the Holy Spirit, but may not be fully filled by him. We talked about that. And what are some habits? Okay, that's pretty much it. I think we're done. Uh, perfect timing. Love y'all. See y'all later.